Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your leadership development podcast where they share unique insights with the purpose of helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. You can learn more by reading their books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose, or by participating in one of their workshops. All of this and more can be found on their website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. As you're looking at developing your team or even working on your own self-development, consider one of our live workshops or coaching sessions. Whether it's a Gapology workshop for a group of 12 to 100, a speed of purpose, purpose building session with your executive team, or even an individual identity and mindset coaching with Imbar, we have solutions to help. We customize everything for your business, team, or individual so that they are tailor-made to fit your specific world. For more information, check out our website, gapology.org, or even send us an email at contact at gapology.org. Okay, so for tonight's topic, we're going to discuss some things that you can do to be future-focused through strategic thinking. So let's go ahead and get the show rolling with Mark Tinas. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Uh, Good, Brian. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited for tonight's topic. We've got a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, you know, strategic thinking and the future is sort of where I live. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. I I thought this one would be right up your alley. Um, You know, initially it came to me, I was thinking about that movie. I'm sure you've seen it, uh, The Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Did you ever see that? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's, you know, uh, action-packed, high-intensity drama, you know, and all that. Um, But there's a, a line in there that I just really love. And I was thinking about this the other day. There's a line that they say, the future is not set. There is no fate, but what we make for ourselves. So I I really love that. I really thought that, you know, we really own the power to impact our future really at the beginning of our pursuit um, of whatever our goals are. And, And so I thought it would be a really good topic to talk about because I think our books tie into a lot of these things, especially when you wrap them all together, wrap the three books together. I think they really provide foundational methods to think strategically about the future and then leverage the methods to achieve the things that we really want to. So don't you think? I think you're stealing like my lines from my notes here. Ah, Oh no. Same movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, (laughs) wow. Yeah. So uh, the first thing I wrote down, just so you know, is we create our future. Yeah. And I, I, I worry that most leaders don't, realize that, that they actually wait around for the future to create itself. It isn't how it works. We create our future. You as a leader can create the future that you desire. It, it, it's, it's right there. And we often miss things under our noses. So look at the current excellence that's being achieved on your team figure that out. You might have the future already being executed on your team and you don't know it. Often our top performers figure out the future before we do. We sort of look at the numbers, the metrics, all blended together. Top performers, middle performers, bottom performers, all blended together. We need to look at the top performers, observe the behaviors, understand what they're thinking, uh, 
Many leaders leave the top performers alone. Think about that, Brian. Yeah. That's that's where they should be spending their time. Totally. Yeah. They worry about all the bottom performers all the time. Right. They're spending their time with the bottom performers. The future may be at their fingertips. It may be right there. The other thing that often gets missed, same topic, is go look at competitors that are beating you. Figure out what they're doing better. Again, a competitor may have figured it out. So if you use the sources of your top performers and the competitors out there, you may get a glimpse into what you could do in the future. The other part of this is, you know, look at your purpose. What does it tell you? What's the future look like when you extrapolate from the purpose? Again, it may be right there. So tie it together because the leaders often have a significant knowledge gap when it comes to the possibilities that exist. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I wish I had a, a dime for every time I've heard a leader after they've gone through one of our workshops come up to me and, and say that one of the most revolutionary ideas that that they had never considered is this topic that a lot of the times, uh, you know, they focus on those bottom performers all the time and they ignore that top group. But what a miss. Yeah. The other, the other thought they have is that if we just could bring the bottom up, we have found, write this down, folks. This is, this is significant. We have found that often the top performers have as much upside as the bottom performers, if not more. So by spending your time on bottom performers and lifting them up, you are missing potentially the future of the organization because it's likely already being executed in the top performers. Go spend time with them. And when you spend time with them, listen, ask questions. Don't lead, let them lead. Let them show you. And uh, it, it's, it's so incredible. The things we have learned from the top performers, amazing. Yeah, what a huge, huge knowledge gap to just go day after day and just ignoring that top group. I mean, what a great resource there. Yeah, I mean, there's so many examples of that. We found, you, you and I found back in the retail day that we had a retail store that was outperforming in sales per customer, every other retail store in a large chain. And we went and visited them. You'll remember this. And we found out that they were using walkie talkies Mm -hmm. to communicate to each other and coach the sales process within the team. They were all wired together. So they were talking and coaching the sales process and they were selling more per customer than any other store in the chain. They had already figured it out. Right. We then we then took that and it became chain wide. It was our future. It was an, an an innovation that we had not considered plausible, yet it was real and already being executed. And they were just trying it out. Didn't really want to talk about it. Didn't want to share. They liked being number one, <laughs> and uh, we just needed to be observant to the fact that wow, somebody's doing something different here. They're selling you know, $5 more per customer than everyone else. How can that be? 
and it was right there. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- revolutionary ideas a lot of times are hidden because of fear and some of those kinds of things. But um, you know, when you do just go and just talk to those top performers, a lot of times those those methods will become clear. One of our clients, Gapology clients, created probably the largest bonus of the year was given to the top innovation. They made innovation, creating the future, the top bonus. And anyone who came up with an innovation that became something that was replicated across the organization would be bonused significantly for that. So they made innovation a priority. They made it meaningful. They they celebrated it. And if you think about that, that's creating the future. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That that group of people who are those um, creative, innovative, uh, you know, when they have that type of mentality, um, a lot of times they do stay hidden. And as leaders, we have knowledge gaps around that. So creating a program like that, um, it is revolutionary. And it really opens up and invites that open communication that we've actually talked about on the podcast the last few weeks. It, it really invites that um, and helps you as a leader to close your own knowledge gaps around a lot of these things. Totally. Well, let's talk about the importance gap. So when you understand the future, when you, when you have a vision of the future, um, you need to make sure the team understands why it matters. You need to ensure that you're connected with who's impacted by this uh, future that you're going to create. And that begins to really bring it to life. Examine the downside if you don't do it. Connect with that. Uh, Understand the upside if we do do it. Suddenly the priorities become clear and often the order in which they need to be executed become clear. And the importance gap of this given whatever it is, innovation or vision of the future becomes real. And uh, you, you bring it to life by closing that importance gap. You've got to close that. The team needs to understand it. Don't assume that everyone on the team is going to going to understand it. Often, our organizations are filled with operators, not innovators. So the innovator comes up with an idea. The operator needs to understand it before they can do it. So make sure that process is airtight. It changes everything. Yeah, I think you, you know, you had mentioned earlier about purpose. And I think purpose really fits in with the importance gap here so nicely. Um, you know, so why are we doing these things? You know, so so why is the focus on the future, why is that important? And like you said, I thought you said a lot of great things there. So, you know, what will happen if we don't achieve the things that we're going after? What happens if we do achieve it? You know, what will be the impact on our customers, our team members, the overall organization? I love all that. And I think all that really does tie to purpose because I think leaders do get caught up in the operational tactical pieces of this. So when we talk about closing the knowledge gap, understanding where we are now, understanding where we want to go, what the milestones are, what all the steps in between, I think leaders a lot of times understand that element of strategic thinking. But what they don't always consider is this little bit more, I guess, a little more gray of an area, this importance gap. Um, So they don't always consider the whys behind the things. 
often they're so enthusiastic to get going. Yeah. They, you know, they've, they've connected with this thing that creates the future that they just want to roll and they don't understand that everyone else is not there yet. They don't even understand it. (laughs) So you got to slow down to speed up. Yeah. Yeah. When you tell someone to start doing some strategic thinking, they'll understand, okay, so I need to put a planner in place. I need to, you know, do all these different steps, but they need help with some of this other stuff, you know, understanding the, the whys behind it uh, so that it is meaningful so that you do have momentum that's really behind it. Yeah. So, and that sort of moves us to the action gap, you know, how do you close it? So as you develop the future, you need to be clear yourself on what the measures are of that. What are the measures? What are the metrics, the KPIs? What are the behaviors that tie to that? Um, that part has to be has to be very clear. And you want to ensure that you communicate that to the team and begin measuring it. And we believe strongly in ranking these measures because we believe that that creates an awareness at the leader level and at the operator level that just brings it all together and moves the entire group forward. So what are the measures of success? If you pilot the future, you can often determine what those measures are. And they may be different than the measures that you use today, and or they may change your perception of what those measures, those metrics could be. So connect with that, understand the future from a metric standpoint. It's a big deal. It closes the action gap. It creates accountability because you'll know who's executing, who's not. And it helps you move the entire, you know, group forward. Yeah. You know, it makes me think about the A-team events that we used to do. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but, um, you know, in looking at your top performers and looking at what are some of the things that they're doing to help, you know, create some of the behaviors that you're going to put as expectations for the rest of the team going forward, doing those kind of A-team events where you bring, you know, some of the best of the best together to execute things and then really measuring those things, ranking them, um, and then uh, using those as kind of your guideline to create those expectations. I think um, those types of things can really be powerful for the overall learning of the, of the team. And it really does kind of level set everyone as far as what the expectations are. Yeah. That's a game changer. That's a game changer. Yeah. The A-team events um, again are good because they, they give you what the possibilities are. And as leaders of organizations, we, under, we need to understand from a metric standpoint what the possibilities are. You know, so as, as leaders, uh, what we've just covered is you need to close the knowledge gap around, around your understanding of the future. Once you've determined that, you need to close the importance gap for your team, help them understand it, help them understand the why. And then you need to close the action gap with accountability and metrics and measures. And that really will make it all come to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I move to the last segment then, Brian, or you yeah. got anything else before? Uh, no, I, I think that's, I think that's good. So I want to talk about innovation. So in the COVID world we've lived in for a while now, 
I think we've lost some innovation. Innovation often does not happen in a remote work environment. When the team is not together, when the team is not collaborating, when they are not communicating it face-to-face in the same way, when they're not observing, it's different. So innovation can be lost. So ensure that within your organization as, as a leader, that you have a plan to innovate. Innovation is not a one-time thing. It's ongoing. It's survival today. We need to innovate. We need to be great at innovate. We'll need to be great at innovating tomorrow and the next day and the next day and into the future. So have a plan around innovation. Remote work just lowers interaction and therefore it lowers innovation. Often innovation will come from collaboration between the team. You know, they'll, they'll give someone an idea and they'll, they'll run with it. So you need to figure out within your organization how it's structured, what the work environment is, what innovation looks like, and how you are going to foster innovation. I mentioned a minute ago an innovation bonus. Not a bad idea depending on what industry you're in. It may be significant and you may want the team innovating. Uh, sometimes it's just about operations. You need to execute you know, the current plan, but we need to always be looking for innovation. If you don't innovate, the competition will, and they'll beat you. So don't let that happen. The next piece of innovation is sometimes we don't observe the competition like we should. We may discount them. We may be arrogant and say, oh, they're not as good as we are. Well, maybe they are, and maybe they're doing something we can learn from. So whenever you can be close to the competition, you will often find things that will allow you to innovate. The other piece that's so simple is our top performers, as mentioned earlier, are already innovating. Spend time with them. Skip the underperformers this week. Go spend time with the best and just listen and observe and understand because they're showing you the future and they are innovating already. And the answers may be right there. What do you think, Brian? Oh, I love all that, Mark. I think uh, the the thing that really stood out to me there around, uh, I mean, it all fits together. So the the innovation um, and getting people together, I think that is critical and you, you can do it through Zoom. It's certainly never going to be as powerful as actually getting two people sitting in a room together and and brainstorming. And um, but but you can do it th- through Zoom. I mean, there's there's limitations there. But as a leader, we need to be strategic about that, creating those opportunities and and not just putting it out there as as a voluntary thing, but really creating those things intentionally so that people can start to bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, when you think about synergy, um, that was really the word that, that popped in my mind as you were talking there. Um, synergy, you know, it, it, that's really when the, the outcome of two minds together is always going to be more impactful, more powerful than the two minds would be if they operated in silos separately. So anytime you can get people together and have open discussions and just those brainstorming sessions, those things really work. And, and that's, I think, a, a foundation of some of this uh, 
future-focused strategic thinking that we need to do. Wow. Well said. Well said. The bottom line is, as leaders, we create the future. We create it. We have to go find it. We have to make it happen. It's up to us. We don't wait. We go. We go find it. It's there. And uh, it's always there. And this is an ongoing core competency that we must have as leaders. Great job, Brian. Love it. Love it. Great job, Mark. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. That'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, Speed of Purpose, or even Inbar, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.